Oh, sorry. Okay. Fuck like a beast into my hand. Mm, nice. All right. That's another. Add that one to that, that one to the. Maybe we got the show open, the the cold open, and the and the. East I think that's I think that's the cold open. Is fucked like a piece in my hand. Welcome to twenty twenty three. We've been waiting for a long time. Yes, we've been waiting for a long, long time. We've been waiting for a long time, but we ain't gonna wait no more. We're getting ready to rock and roll. We're gonna one, two, three, four. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined as always with the ball dropping Baco. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year to you. Ball balls dropping into the toilet as we get older, right? That's correct. Yeah, they yes. can, you can, you can uh, te- check the temperature with your nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yes, you can always tell how age it, like like uh, I can't remember. I think it was Tosh that said you can see, you can <laughs> tell how old how old you are. With like uh like trees have the rings, but you can actually put little hash marks on your leg to see how old you are as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, at the at the turn of the century, I was a member of Bally's fit, uh, Fitness. Uh, I, I believe that was a nationwide chain. Um, if you went to work out early in the morning, uh, it was just naked old guys hanging out in the <laughs> locker room, and, and I would show up. They'd be just standing there with their legs spread and their their balls dripping off the. <laughs> thing and I do my entire workout come back and the same group of old guys would be still no, sitting there naked. No, they didn't leave? Yeah, it's like what do you guys do? Uh and I've been to Planet Fitness a couple times in the early AM. I have not witnessed that yet. And uh I do I I uh, I Planet Fitness is a little more I thought pre- you're I thought you were going to tell me you came back and they were all banging each other. <laughs> no, well, not that, not the club I went to. Uh, um, but Planet Jesus Fitness, Christ, uh, guys, is, is a little more progressive. They actually have, uh, they, you well, know, like at Bally's, the, the shower was just like a locker room shower. You all just stood next to each other, <laughs> old uh, school. And uh, yeah, Planet Fitness has got little dividers and uh, your own shower curtain, your little little chair to put your stuff so you can get dressed behind the curtain if you want yeah so yeah not a lot of male nudity is all i'm getting at kind of disappointed (laughs) (laughs) well it's interesting even how locker rooms have have changed over the years because i'm sure it was the same with you like the 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 gym locker in in my high school was just like you described just a big empty room i mean yeah there's a big room with like 10 shower yeah. nozzles right and but now it's not like that they give you more privacy and stuff like that even in uh, high schools yeah. yeah Right. Yeah, I've just I've just seen it more more often. It's not like I, I'm not going. I'm not an inspector for high school gym gym <laughs> gym yeah, you're, you're, You have like a, a monthly cattle uh, a monthly uh, blog you do an updating on the the, the latest standards of uh, gym I'm bathrooms like, in high school. I'm like I'm the, I'm the census guy for for gym lockers, just going around putting my stats together. Uh, the yeah. one I went to in uh, in Medford, Minnesota, a small town just north of Otana when I grew up. Yeah, the uh, they didn't have showers. They just had a giant tub, and everybody just hopped in. 
Was that right? That's very nice. Just, just passing the soap around. <laughs> no, you know, no, no showers. You done? <laughs> Did you get that all the way up your ass or just yeah. on the side cheeks? <laughs> oh, man. Man. Okay. We're off to a good nice. start here. 2023, yeah. baby. Um, 2023? You know, start every off. year you wonder, like, how are they going to make this into a pair of glasses? And every year they do. The, what do you mean? The numbers. Tw- like, 2020 worked oh, out nice. Right. You know, there's been a couple that have yeah. been good, but... You know, 2001, mm-hmm. you just use the two zeros, but now we got, it's getting a little clustery, but sure enough, they found a way to make fucking 2023 glasses. That's awesome, man. I mean, you got to give it up for China. <laughs> yeah. <yep>. So <laughs> manufacturing, you know, it's, it's uh, impressive, but yeah. So it's kind of like, a, do you want, do you have any, uh, uh, goals or anything you wanted to kind of? I, I did. I posted know, my discuss? my um, my goals for 2023. I want to eat a little healthier, lose 10 okay. pounds, and return a punt in an NFL game. <laughs> okay, so two out of three. Uh, attainable. Uh, three out of three. Otherwise, it's oh, a fail. It's a right. failed year. So. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. I'll probably yeah, just fair ma- catch it. <laughs> okay. Still, does it count? <laughs> I, I guess, guess. I guess it's my goal. I can. Uh, Tweak it however I want, but uh, nice. yeah. Um, all right. So no interest on mine, of course. Yeah, I asked about you, but you didn't ask anything about me. I'm uh, right. I'm stepping into the the LC shoes this year. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, not, you, not asking uh, back. Apparently, you have something that you want to share. Yeah. What? Uh, what? Uh, oh no. What are your no. resolutions, there, buddy? <laughs> I don't have any. Listen, I just I just wanted to engage you and have a discussion as, yeah, as friends. Fair. Yeah, that's but fair. that's fine. We yeah. can just move on to the next thing. <laughs> I don't even know what the next thing is, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are your goals for 2023? Man, I, I think uh, uh, it, it's all about going zen, man. I'm going to be all about the mental wellness, just just recognizing mm-hmm. when things are going on. That goes to physical and mental and just knowing, knowing, knowing things. And my goal, my real goal, is that I no longer have to have this podcast as an outlet anymore to 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 uh, to get to get rid of any of my anger issues. Oh so thanks everybody. I'm on my way. We, we, I'm <laughs> wrapping up all this healing this this year, and and I'll be I'll be fully good to go. Because I I, I looked at things like what are triggers, and one of my triggers is talking to you about travel plans. So mm. so I, if oh, I, that's if your I, trigger. <laughs> Jesus fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. How is that even possible? Uh, <laughs> Man, we should have been recording that fucking phone call. You know, oh, hey, yeah. Seven things to just throw at you at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, things that we I could have brought up when you were asking me about this the three previous times the last six weeks. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Let's victimize me. I'm always the bad guy. Yeah. That's I, right. I, not, now Bongo's you're doing it again. Yeah, look, I'm saying things that are factually accurate. Mm, and if that okay. makes you look bad, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe okay. don't do those things, you know, if you want to improve your mental health. <laughs> right. Or have somebody that, 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 that acts this way towards them that raises my raises my, my anxiety. I mean, I, there's all kinds of different ways we could we could we could go this direct, this this way. So but we're, it's all going to work out in the end, people. You know, on a serious note, I would like to mention something uh, just on the mental health thing, because we've gotten into that a little bit. Yeah, uh, I got into a bit of a funk over the holidays this year. Uh uh, and, you know, it was typically just it's when my mind would drift and then I'd suddenly just notice that my mood was dipping a little bit. And I know this time of year, the holidays, whatever, there's just a myriad of reasons that people struggle, you know, with their own mental health, you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of things get them depressed or down in the dumps, whatever you want, sure. however you want to put it. Uh, I think mine is like this is the eighth or ninth year in a row 
that I have had Thanksgiving and Christmas with with not a single member of my immediate or extended family. Um, huh. uh, look, I, I have I have Amy, I have the kids, you know, I, and I have her family and stuff like that, and that's all great. But it's just that's the closest I could come to think of. Like, you know, it was, it's just starting as you get older, you start to realize there's it, it's probably not going to change. <laughs> right. The reality of that comes in. The reason I'm bringing this up. Uh, isn't because oh are you okay Baco I'm I'm fine you know like I said you know I, I'm I'm fortunate that I have good friends like you to call me to talk about travel plans um, <laughs> and, and of course my wife and the kids and and, and you know uh, other people in my life you know like a, that that aren't family is all I'm getting at uh, but if I'm feeling like that that means you know other people are too and we all know this stuff and the only point is to saying like maybe if I just share like hey look everybody gets down a little bit if you listen to the show and you and you judge me based on what we talk about here i might sound like a guy who's always up and just going doing good maybe we're all angry we're we're, we're all (laughs) we're all dealing with shit and we all have things and sometimes you know a couple texts to help me out just you know like hey you know just put a little perspective in just get this thing out in the universe yeah uh, and and then get your mind thinking in a way of of like you know because there's really nothing i can do about it other than pay to fly everybody in and then then i'd probably be mad that they were there (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna look at them as dollar signs yeah and who knows maybe it was other things but i just it just was a little different this year for me and uh you know i I try to be keep myself in check as far as understanding when i'm not feeling right what's bothering me you know Mm -hmm. um so anyway uh if you're out there and you're listening and you you got something you need to talk about talk to somebody get do whatever you need to do but don't it it just you're not alone is all i'm getting at yes very very uh i like it man that's the whole thing who knew deep baco the uh the same thing same thing with me too it's all about recognizing when you're being ridiculous Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you look at all these different factors you're like, well, why am I, why am I like this way? When did it start? Yeah. So it's all about awareness this year, people awareness and, and, uh, and listen to the show, escape a little bit, but work on yourself, man, do the work. <laughs> yeah. Pay, man. Atten- pay attention, pay attention and see those things that, that do make you uh, happier or maybe there's something that's causing you that all the time. So, but, uh, now we're done that with the deep shot. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <is> that- <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It's so subtle. Subtle. You're on top of shit. All right. Let's uh, let's shift gears here. Yeah. uh, And and welcome if you're just joining the show for the first time. Anyway. Yes. Yes. But but yeah. And part of those things is like, you know, there's all these projects sometimes that you leave in kind of a limbo. You know, you you know, we're we're creators. Creators got to create. Right. Yeah. And I got a couple couple things. If I if, if, can, I just mention a couple. Can I just ask on your end? I mean, it's been years, but uh, one of these things that I think maybe you should take it next level and put the time in into. And I've got something on my end too. But but like, do we have a bro dragon update? I mean, that's been on the the sidelines for for years, and I think it's a great concept. Yeah, it's in a. It's got an early production deal, but you know, it's just gonna. I don't think anything's gonna happen with it. Doesn't seem anybody's taking me serious when I. When I do it, but uh, I've moved on though. Um, oh, you I, have. I'm now writing a horror movie, um, and it's a bunch of teenagers show up at a hotel. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a quick synopsis. They Please. and uh, as they, you know, and they're, it's like goofy and loud, and they're partying, and uh, so they get their their hotel key. They go up to their room, and as they're walking down the hallway, they see this kind of strange weirdo going into his room, 
And uh, they have kind of an unpleasant exchange, and he says something a weirdo would say to them, and the guy's like, hey, back off, weirdo. Anyway, um, they go to their room, they do their thing, they, they party all night, they get up the next morning to go down for breakfast, and they walk by the weirdo's room, and he's got a do not disturb sign hanging on his door. They pull off the do not disturb sign as a joke so that he will be disturbed. Uh, and the, they walk past the maid as she's just you know working on a room down the hall. Turns out when they get back to the hotel uh, from breakfast, the maid has disappeared. And, and the, they automatically start thinking this guy probably murdered her because he's weird. From there, it just kind of spills off into ha- uh, a bunch of things where the kids end up trying to crack this code themselves. The, nobody's taking them seriously. And uh, the weird old guy keeps acting weird. And they end up, through a course of uh, just poor decisions, uh, three of the four end up dying. And it turns out at the end that the, uh, the maid actually uh, got an emergency phone call and left to take care of something. She was fine the whole time. This old guy didn't murder anybody, but he let the kids think he would because he knew they would spiral into their own uh, demise. And the movie's called Do Not Disturb. Does that exist? <laughs> Does that exist or not? No. Well, no, that's that's, uh, that's a better... almost half of what I said is is the basis of every fucking horror movie. But yeah, right, right. No, but I'm saying like uh, that's a better twist than uh, Glass Onion. I'll tell you that much. Oh, you didn't like I'm Glass not... Onion. I thought it was OK. It was entertaining, but I was like, that seemed obvious from the beginning kind of thing. Like as far as oh, the, here the twist. Go. What? Uh, the, <laughs> did you see that? Uh, the, I can't remember. It's some conservative uh, speaker. Uh, I can't remember his name. But he was upset, and he went on Twitter with a 17-tweet thing, uh, Ben Shapiro, where he, okay. he his first tweet tells everything you need to know, and that is like, just so you know, people, the first 30 minutes is all misdirect. And I'm like, Have, it's a fucking mystery movie. Yeah. Everything that you get, it's, it's all, ha- almost everything in there is to make you think it's something different than what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I did catch the, the glass exchange. Uh that happened. Oh, you did? Yep. I wow. caught it right when it happened. I was like, that's why awesome. He, why did he grab that drink? Well, that's interesting because I didn't know that that was actually what we saw. Like, oh, like the spoilers. <laughs> that's all right. It's been out a couple I, weeks. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's been out. It's been out three weeks. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, okay, cool. Well, I, I think you should still push Bro Dragon. Bro Dragon, and maybe he's at least a character in Do Not Disturb. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe he's like, maybe the, creepy, like, the weird guy. Right. I think Bro Dragon should be somewhere in your universe, <laughs> kind of like uh, kind of like Kevin Smith always has his character somewhere in there. Okay. So just do that. All right. Oh, uh, well, you said you got something. What, what's that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of times when my mind wanders, when I do some of my best thinking is when I'm on the, on the toilet and everything. All, and, men. all men agree. Yeah, I, I think so. And that's when you have full clarity. That's when we know we are just nothing but animals. When you get that, when you first get that that whiff of scent of your of your own brand and everything. Before and you share like, your idea, can I yeah. uh, touch on the toilet thing? Yeah, please. There was a a, a pitch on um, uh, Shark Tank of a guy that that basically says, you know, we get distracted when we're on our phone on the toilet. This is an app that will make sure you don't sit in there too long, and. <laughs> Unilaterally, every guy on the panel was like, this is a horrible idea. You don't understand that a lot of times that's the only time we get alone. Yes. You know, and you're going to give me an app to take that away? Fuck you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with like, like, uh, like I never took 
took more bathroom time than, than when we first had kids. I was like, this is my time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like this, I'm going to take a long dump. But uh, anyway, my neighbor so- had twins. He started walking their dogs all the damn time. <laughs> That's right. These dogs need at least an hour and a half walk every anyway. morning and afternoon. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, so I'm, I'm, the, I'm the toilet. You know, I'm, I'm um, and, you know, I've I've done the deed. And I looked and I'm sure you've done this many times and everybody's done this at some point. And that is, you look in the toilet, you know, you feel like you're like, you're like, wow, I feel like 10 pounds lighter. And you look in the toilet, nothing's there. You're like it went away. It went away. You're like, was it too heavy? Did it just go right down into the, the toilet and disappear? Or why did I feel that way? And that is, I'm thinking about like an animated movie called Ghost Poops and everything like that. And it's basically a cartoon, like Pixar and everything like that. But it's the chronicles of where the ghost poop goes like this third dimension. They all go, they all are there. You know, they sound like, Howdy like Mr. Hanky, except it'll be like, Howdy hi, or come up with different voices. Yeah, you, I think you're on copyright him. infringement already. Uh. <laughs> no, because he's not a ghost. He's Mr. Hanky's yeah, not I a think ghost. It's a piece of poop that sounds like Mr. Hanky. I think that's enough for, uh, well, well, what about, what about like, Howdy hi, what no. if he sounds like that? No, um, no. Anyway, carry we'll on. We'll work on it. Yeah, anyway, the, the, they could all have different voices, like trolls or whatever like that. But I think it's like John Leguizamo voice it. Sure. There you go. He does uh, have somebody that does all the different voices. But there, so the adventures of ghost poops are very cute. They all have different quirks. But their main mission is to get back to the toilet bowl that they should be and be properly flushed. And that, and then when, they, when they're that way, that's when that turd is like that one when you come in there and you're like, who the hell left this turd in a bowl? And nobody claims it. You know what mm. I mean? At home. That's the ghost poop coming back and then being flushed, and then that's where it goes to heaven. What do you think? I'm not following the concept, but I think overall it's not too bad. I, I think the title's problematic um, hmm. because the poop isn't ghost. The ghost come gets the poop. Like no, no, no ghost. It just vanishes. When you, it, 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 that's where the ghost poop goes. When a ghost poop vanishes, it goes to this other dimension. And how did all the poop the, become a ghost? I don't know. Well, well how, how do we take poops and they're not there? That's my point. It's vanished. It left our butthole, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's not in the toilet. So where'd it go? It went to another dimension. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think that they, that's my point, is that they, they vanish. They go in there. They get together with their buddies. They figure out an adventure. It's like the secret life of poop, secret life of pets or whatever, and they make themselves back to the toilet. That's the whole goal of it, and uh, they're super cute. People love, I mean, listen, the little poop emoji, very popular. I, I think it has say. a lot of potential. A lot of potential here, people, and uh, just got to come up with a different voice. I think there's a lot of branding opportunities here. Um, exactly. Uh, the, think about the little toys for kids. You know, you get them all. That's when we, all... we we knew the 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 devolution was really ramping up. Was when the poop emoji was a something that was like a stuffed toy that kids. Yeah, you can get would... it at Target. Yeah, Jesus. So that's it. Wrong ghost, with us? <clears throat> ghost poop, ghost poop, and. Uh, and and well and uh, do not disturb. What do you think? We can combine them. Do not disturb. Somebody comes in when somebody's <laughs> taking a taking a ghost poop. Didn't you read a sign? I, I, I don't see a lot of cross branding, but maybe we can workshop that. And uh, then there's murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Murder poop. <laughs> murder poop. Murder ghost poop. Do not disturb. Yeah, I think, uh, I think um, what you're on to is less of a like a feature film and more of like a um, like a Rick and Morty thing where it's uh, it, it's it's a regular animated. Oh, you did, you did call it an animated series. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I, from, I, I just had in my head that this was a movie, but no, that yeah, like a weekly update and yeah. I think you do. Uh, which, <laughs> and that you can tie it into Ghost Hunters, and then every episode they look for the poop and never find it. Is that what it is? Okay. I love it. How are there still people out there that believe in ghosts and and Sasquatch? We have shows dedicated to the seasons, episodes, where no evidence is found, nothing, no ghosts or Sasquatches are found, but yet, keep looking. Yeah, it's it's almost like a, a game you play with your kids to keep them busy. Sure. You know, but they grow up to be adults, right, and get a job and buy a house. How are they still looking for ghosts? I love this. We could use all the reality TV tropes. The beginning, the uh, you know, like you Time all filler, say, yeah. break, break, break it, break it down. But it could be for ghost poop. Like, yeah, how would yeah, that be well, for the, ghost poop? The show poop? starts with a recap of what happened last week. You do right. a little music montage with the, the interlude. Then you do a shot of wherever you're at uh, from the outside, kind of an overhead, kind of swoop. Right. And then you have a very Into the toilet inane conversation that goes nowhere. And then go to commercial. As you're going to commercial, replay the, <laughs> the inane conversation. Tease what's coming up. Come back from commercial. Replay those two segments. Yep. Do one more shot of some inane conversation. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, or wipe and repeat. Next week on Ghost Poop. Again, your portrait's lingering above my bed, so I can't see anything. And I came home early and saw you crawling on the ceiling. I feel you scratching my back. I can feel you breaking my neck. I can feel you rubbing my heart. Ghost up, ghost up, ghost up. Well, big news coming out of the Metallica world since we last recorded. Everybody at this point has probably heard the new song, Luxa, Luxa, was it Luxartana? Eterna. Eterna, Luxaterna. Um, and it's coming off their new record. I think it comes out April 23rd, somewhere in that yeah. area. Yeah, Lux, Luxatana is the new Britannica, uh, uh, all the new dictionaries coming out. What do you think? That's that's a dad Lux-a-tana. joke. Luxatana. That's a no? dad joke. Did I did okay. I explain my beef with dad jokes? By the way. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I, maybe I've did this, so I apologize to a listener. I don't know if I brought it up before. Puns are puns, and dad jokes are like, if they see you in camouflage, they say, "I hear your voice, but I can't but see you." I can't you. see you. That's wah, a dad wah. joke. What you just said okay. was a dad joke. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought uh, a dad joke basically means a joke that doesn't involve dick and and vag. Basically, well, no, now every dad, everything. If if you go to like, there's groups called dad jokes or whatever, and all they are is just puns. You know, okay, just puns. Okay, nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I want to stop calling them dad jokes. There's already a term. We, we, this, this whole millennial generation, these damn kids, 
They oh. have to rename everything. Everything right, needs a new name. That. You know, never. Maybe it was that's just called a pun. It was a pun. It was one word. Now you made it two. It's dad joke. And why? Why you got to be a dad to make a bad pun? Burger, Burger King uh, should just because uh, you know fast food is kind of struggling with the the newer generation. So like Burger King and uh, maybe your Subways, just just shut everything down. Come up with new name, new branding, and don't tell anybody, but keep the exact same menu, and then you'll have uh, the millennial audiences back in. As long as it's something their parents never had, uh, that's what I think it is. How do you make a Kleenex dance? You put a little boogie in it. Back in my day, you just jizzed in it. (laughs) See? Uh, All right. Well, speaking of, let's switch it to, uh, (laughs) let's go from dad jokes to dad rock. Uh, All right. Metallica dropped a new Dead song. Yeah, we, we were getting into that. So the new album's called uh, 72 Seasons, which is 18 years, and it's some reference to... I'm sure James Hetfield read some introspective book uh, <laughs> to help get through his divorce yes. and, and stay, maybe stay sober during the, the, the separation. Sure. Uh, whatever. But uh, I, I, you know what? I like the title, I like the album cover, and I like the song. Okay. I like, And I, I already like... know what you're going to say about it, too. Oh, you do? It sounds like they're going to take this bit of this song and this bit, and that's all it is. Interesting. Okay. Th- Why don't you just prediction. tell me my opinion? That's fine. Why am I even here? Just tell me my opinion. I, Why? No, that, that's my, uh, what was that Carson character, Karnak? You, you're good at fresh references where he would. Sure. Yeah, so that's my that's my uh, effort to be Karnak. Um I think the song rips. It's probably the, the, the first time since, oh, man. Maybe uh, ain't my bitch that I heard a new Metallica song for a first time and was hooked immediately. Okay. Um, nothing really since then as far as new material. And, and I'm not saying that I haven't liked anything, but it, th- th- that one really. I'm just, I'm just me. having ain't my bitch go through my head right now. <laughs> that little riff. Go ahead. Out of my way. Out of my way. Out of my way. 2023 is the year you don't sing on top of me singing. Oh, yeah. come you on. Just, that's, that's just singing together. I will that's melody. offer you the same courtesy. I don't want the courtesy. I want the chorus. I want the big fat Cobras and Fire chorus of not synced up. Probably. Well, then maybe you actually wait till the chorus then. This is why you could never be in a band. You would be well, singing Why can't the whole you sing time. together in the verses? <laughs> why can't you do that too? <laughs> Alice in Chains style. Come uh, on. Yeah, hey, I want the big chorus. Okay, well then do that on the chorus. Well, I want it on and everything. I want to be talking all the time. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, so here's my so my summation would I be. I was just wrapping mine up. Anyway. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I thought you, you actually gave it to me because you said this is what you're going to say. But no, take it back. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Oh God! It's like we haven't. Uh, it's we picked up right where we left off, buddy. Yeah. Um. It's it's like it's 2022 all over again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh. Fuck it. I love the song. You. So to kind of go with the same things that you're talking about. First off, I didn't. I never thought I would see so much yellow with Metallica. But somehow it kind of works. It looks like it grabs your attention. Whoever they, from somebody that does online marketing, like I do, I think it's a great color scheme in general from everything they do. From the, I love the uh, the single version with the M kind of being a shadow with a guy way in the distance. I think that looks badass. The cover, I'm like, what's going on? There was a fire. There's a crib. 72 seasons, I guess, is supposed to be your first 18 years of life where you form all your opinions. That's what I think it said in like some 
press release or whatnot. Yeah, I think I, and I think I mentioned that when I mentioned. You did, but you didn't say it was the first eighteen years of life where you f- formed the blueprint and how you live the rest of your life. I don't think you said exactly that. Fair enough. Okay, and uh, and then the other part was was the fact that the 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 name of the single Luxa Turner. What does Luxa Turner mean? I looked it, it up means, and I already forgot. Okay, it means the an eternal light. It's also used as is a uh, something you say for communion. Is one of these little thing as you say in church or whatever like that to the eternal light or whatever which seems really deep for something that said that rhymes a lot of shuns so first off the riff love the fucking love the riff is a song i think the verse is okay the chorus is whatever it seems very deep for something that just goes lux eterna and it continues metallica's streak of not having actual choruses just saying a word and that's it and and we're done they, uh, uh, I, I find that they're, they're like the Beyonce that doesn't even attempt to rhyme a word with a word. They just say the word, and that's, that's the chorus. That's my only dig on it for a quick, quick hitter. I prefer Hardwired from Hardwired last time. That's just my opinion. Uh, it has some Kill em All vibes, but overall, not that impressed. If I was going to stack it against Megadeth's output, like uh, We'll Be Back, and, and I went back and revisited that album uh, afterwards, after our, um, you know, our top five and everything like that, when you had it in yours, uh, it's okay. It's okay. That's it. Doesn't churn my butter that much. It's I, I, I expected him to say masturbation at one point during the, the verse, you know, masturbation, it's okay. I'm going to give myself a half a point on my Karnak prediction. Uh, uh, you, you definitely didn't hit it as hard as I, as I predicted, but I think I, by tipping my hand in the back of my head now, I'm thinking that was a mistake. I should have done the actual Karnak thing, had it written down on a piece of paper, and then opened it after uh-huh. you gave your review. Yeah, um, but yeah, you did mention Kill 'Em All. It definitely has a Kill 'Em All vibe to it. Uh, mm-hmm. it uh, a little bit of Whiplash, but that Lux Eterna chorus reminded me of uh, uh, shit. The it's one of the ones off of Garage Inc. Um, it's Electric, uh, the Diamond Head song they play. I can't remember that. It's one of the early ones. Uh, Helpless. No, off the, the garage ink part, the new new part, not the re. Oh, you're talking about okay, gotcha. That that the first the first disc. Okay, I think it's that. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Bread fan, Bread fan. It's electric. Okay, you're you're the disc two is is everything you're you're mentioning. It's the disc oh. one that I, the the new covers they did on that. It's electric. I think that one had something about a prince. It's electric. Maybe that was one of them. That is still yeah. So they did garage days revisited. And then they did Garage Inc. And part of Garage Inc. was the second disc was Garage Days Revisited. You seem to think mm-hmm. I'm talking about that. It's the the new covers they did. You know, like uh, whiskey. Oh, in a you jar. mean it sounds like it sounds like so what? No, it's electric. <laughs> I don't know which one. it By is. By the way, I, you I, were I, able to get through your whole review of that because I didn't say anything while you were and then sidetrack it and get into other stuff. But uh, that was mm-hmm. my uh, New Year's Eve gift to you. What's that? Oh, yes, thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. that.
Well, now they're going on tour, of course. Uh, they, they, they sold tickets in a confusing way for fans. Uh, at least on the pre-sale, I believe now you can buy individual shows. But it, the the oh, initial you sale, you bought back-to-back shows. I thought uh, that was the only way you could do it. Period, going forward too. But that's good to know. I haven't checked into it. I was told by somebody that may or may not be right that you can now buy individual dates. I, I would okay. assume at a certain point you're not going to turn away someone who would buy one ticket, not uh, the other. Right. But uh, yeah, so uh, they're doing you know and. But the, the the dates here in Minneapolis are in 2024, and I'm like, all right, you know. And it has uh, yeah. the revamped uh, Pantera on uh, opening up one night, and the next night it's got Five Finger Death Punch. So pick your right. poison there. They both have a a pretty good fan base, uh, and so I, I think those are you know a pretty. Despite what you think of one band versus the other, uh, that's a personal preference. I just think that's a good package for you know people. Looking to go to this thing is all I'm getting at. Yep. Anyway, you get a different set list from Metallica each night too. Is the bonus there? So are they coming yep. to Denver? They are not. I mean, not not in the initial you know announcements. No. I hope they do. I hope they play like uh, Broncos. Can we call it a consider... tour when it's like 20 shows over two years and they're not like I'm, in a streak? I have a feeling that these are all going to keep flushing out. You know what I mean? The, the I don't think more this dates. Is it. Yeah, I, I do. I think that's this is just the initial ones that they have. The fact that some of them are in, like I, I had to blink twice when it said it was 2024 in Minneapolis. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah, like, really? I was like, Holy shit! You're re- you're really uh, planning your your life. I mean, year and a half, almost two years in advance. I mean, damn, that's a that's a push for as far as putting your money out there. But um, I mean, I'll throw it back to you. What do you what do you what are your thoughts on? You want to talk about that that part of it itself? Well, the, the I, I had the ticket doing... packages that you can, you know, like besides the just yeah. the, the regular ticket. Um, sure. So they're offering obviously a lot of upcharge uh, packages. They have a thing called Moth into Flame Snake Pit Experience. That one is a thousand dollars and one thousand thirty eight dollars before fees. It allows fans uh, to view the show from the Snake Pit. You know, which if you're fans of Metallica is basically in the middle of the stage, uh, and they they run around you. And you get pre-show, de- par- pre-show party merchandise, item, and drink. Pre-show oh, party, th- comma, yeah. merchandise, and a, and drink. It just says and drink. So, I don't know, for a thousand bucks, that's not the, you know. I, I, is I, that for both shows or the single shows? I assume it's both because this, this was part of the pre-sale. This is part of the thing. Okay. Yeah, right, so, a thousand bucks, and you're actually in that thing that they've yeah. done since I think the Black album, the Snake Pit thing. Yeah. For one of the right. biggest bands on earth, and if you're a major fan, for 500 bucks for two shows, two two set lists that are unique, it's not the. It's pretty pretty badass if you're gonna treat yourself, I guess. Yeah, you know right? whatever. If you got the, if that's what you want to spend your money on, why not? Uh, yeah. The no, nothing else matters. Snake Pit experience. It's basically the same thing, but it includes a meet and greet. And photo with two members of Metallica. <laughs> That's Robert Trujillo and uh, and, and, and uh, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. yeah, a production tour sure. led by a band crew member and a photo on the stage. Uh, you also receive some collectibles, including a autograph set list by the band. Hey, that am one, I supposed I'm to guess? Sorry, how much? Okay. In, oh, you want to guess? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that that's uh, 20, uh, 20, 2500. Uh, it is three thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars. So you're not terribly okay. far off. Okay. Uh, the Lux Attorney, uh, Lux Eterna private platform experience. Uh, this one gets you. Let's see. Oh, hold on. Uh, 
You, you receive a private viewing platform for up to eight people. So I don't know if that eight people is included in the overall price. It sounds like it is. A cooler loaded with soft drinks and beer. Access to the pre-show party in the black box lounge. A merch item for everyone in the group and the ability to pre-order merchants. Here's, here's my question, too, for the cooler part. Yeah. What percentage is it soft drinks to beer? Yeah, I wonder if you get to pick, and do you get to pick like, what pop you want, what, and, yeah. what beer it is, stuff like that. Do they have but, like uh, a sponsorship with Pepsi, and you're a Coke guy? But that's hold up. But that's that's basically eight tickets. Is that what it includes? Let's, is eight let's say it is. Yeah, and then like a private Man. area and a cooler of beer. And that includes the does or does not include the meet and greet. Maybe I missed that. It doesn't mention the meet and greet. Um, okay, so that's eight. And it doesn't times say this. anything like get all that other stuff plus this. And it's just a private viewing area. I wonder yeah. where that would be at. Uh, yeah. That sounds sounds like kind of like a box seat thing. Um, I mean, I'm just going on the fact that it's for eight people. So I'm going to say that that's ten thousand. Uh, you went a little high, seven thousand two hundred and seventy-two dollars. Okay, so there's a value for getting eight at one, eight and one, I guess. Yeah. Other than that, it's just ba- the basic tickets. You know, um, Lisa that I saw. Uh, the one package uh, includes a premium reserve seat for both shows, a pre-show party. Uh, both nights in the Black Box Lounge, an MP3 download of both concerts, and more, it says. And that one is $830. So I believe uh, Toomey bought tickets to this. Uh, I think I think it was around 600 bucks for two tickets for two shows. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm I it, Fuck, I talked to him when it went on sale. He bought it right away. Yeah. You I got mean, Pantera and Metallica. That guy's going to be there. Yeah. I, I, I get all that. I mean... So that's so you're saying it's six hundred bucks for two tickets for two shows? Yeah. No, he just bought like the you know whatever the the, the right, but it wasn't six hundred each. No, it was something like that. Yeah. Th- th- okay. So so three hundred whatever. Yeah, a- I don't I don't think that that's bad at all. That's what, like one fifty a show. If you have some decent sheets, sheets, Jesus, <laughs> some decent seats. I don't know. I don't think that they're. It's not that bad for one of. The, one of the world's biggest bands on, on earth. It's much, it's Rolling Stones certainly shove it up your ass a lot, lot harder. And, yeah. and, uh, Bruce and all these other ones. I don't know. Don't you think that's kind of the wrong scope to look at this shit in? I guess um, so. Um, because yeah, I, when you compare this to any other act that's, that, that is stadium level size, this is right in probably right in the median. You know what I mean? Some yeah, are higher, yeah. some might be a little less, but I just think these things, the, the, I'm not talking about the packages. I'm talking more just the, the general tickets. The packages, I, I honestly think, price it at what you want. That is where you should kind of like, if you want to gouge people, you're diehard fans, you're not you're not taking it away from anybody else. You know what right. I mean? Um, but I, I just, I think, I think $80 is a lot of money to go see a, a concert. And, sure. you know, especially when... <laughs> But the whole thing is fucked. Parking is twenty five on up. You know, a beer is ten dollars or more. Uh, it's just the the whole experience is just kind of like it's kind of tainted by just it's like a vacation, you know. And 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 that that's when I look at when I see some of this, these prices, I'm like, well, what, I would rather you know get a weekend away with my wife, you know, you know, stay somewhere for a couple nights, and and I don't know, you know. For this same amount of money, but at the same time, or share a room with me, yeah, the, a lot more value there. <laughs> Never pass up an opportunity <laughs> to, for that. Go to man. Nashville, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> no boundaries. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Oh, God. I'll start working on our masturbation schedule. Please. Uh, <laughs> I go first this year. Okay. You know, that's fair. I've been working on it. I can get out quick. Oh, well, then it's really just a, it's a win-win. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm in. But and all right, room is warmed uh, well, up. yeah. If if it comes to Denver <laughs> and they add those dates, are you going to check it out? If it's right around the hundred dollar mark, um, or it sounds like it's, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing about but here's the thing I, I will say about the Metallica thing is is that that I think just those things that you just mentioned, um, I think with the economy and everything, like, everything, uh, things of that nature, yeah, um, that tough. They are they are <laughs> looking at that and they're saying, listen, we're going to give you a unique set list at least for the area for the, yeah. the town. We're going to pack it. You know, if you come back the next day, you're not going to see the same goddamn songs. You're not going to hear Andrew Sandman, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's pretty cool. The fact that they're 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 doing that. So at least they're doing those type of things. You know, you're going to get a two hour show from them. Yeah. So um, I, and that's where it is, too, is a lot of times as you go to see these bands, they're like legacy, they're a legacy act or whatever. Uh, and they don't put in the effort. This sounds like they're doing the effort. I'm pretty sure that the stage show will be amazing and unique and different than the one before, however they do it, at least something. Um, so I'll give it up to them. I think that they're, they're doing something that's, uh, if you're going to spend that money, it sounds like you're getting some decent value f- from it. And I'll tell you what all this promotion did though, which is the ultimate for any band is I started going back and listening to, I haven't listened to injustice for all forever. Cause I have a distaste for that album for a while, but I started listening to that. I started listening to kill them all and just j- jumping into thrash in general. Um, in the last uh, couple weeks, from these, from this announcement and things like that, so it's it does it, it did its job because I'm checking out their catalog and, and checking out fucking random live albums that they've had. So they did a great job promoting it. Is my point? Yeah, I, I went back and listened to it too, but it didn't do anything for them because I put it on my CD player turntable. Yeah, no, I, whatever. I mean, I'm saying that it made you. No, you, that's a valid point because everything's streaming nowadays. You know, they saw a tick and their streaming numbers go up. Sure. It's the same thing like, like when you do this kind of uh, launch. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely consider it. And I have not considered seeing Metallica for a long time. Um, so hopefully the, the album is also strong. You yeah. Know? And you know you'll get a good show. I'm not uh, I'm not trying to poo-poo anybody that is going when I say stuff. I, I my, my thoughts on the ticketing industry and what concerts cost really don't have anything to do with the band's experience or the fun people have at these shows. But because I, I still pony up once in a while. I mean, if the Foo Fighters come back around, I'm probably going to be buying fucking tickets through Ticketmaster again. Yeah. I mean, I, who knows what version of Pantera will exist by the time that, that this thing rolls around since now it's like a just filled ensemble, at least for a couple of shows. God. But, but how Jesus can you, Christ. how can you go out there, man? I'm sorry. Look, I, I, I get it. You know, Diamond Vinny aren't with us anymore. You can't do anything about that, but I just, I don't know. When, when, uh, was it more than one show? I believe. Okay, I'm, I'm having followed it too too tight, but I was like, okay, it's yeah, already. For people that don't know, this. we're talking about Rex Brown got sick and had to miss at least one show, and it sounded like it might be a couple more. Uh, yeah, it's just man, <laughs> you gotta have. I whatever. Dave Mustaine cranks out Megadeth with just him on the stage. So, yep. But so, it's always kind of been that way with with you know that that band. So it's a little. So bit on fun. that end, kind of cool that they put Pantera there. That seemed like a more of a unique opener. But the fact that they they put your run of the mill. I mean, just five finger death punches, like the 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 punch line and everything like that. But that's mm-hmm. kind of like your. 
I get the fact that they're a big band, but there's got to be somebody else that they could put there. And Nine Ice Kills. Or, and it's not just about the openers, but I would just wish they'd been a little bit creative. It's not a painter, but I wish they would have just been a little more creative on the night, too. I, I think That's your it. opinion of Five Finger Death Bunch is, is clouding what you're looking at there. There are they, Look, I, they're not my... I don't own any it's of their fine. stuff. It's fine. They're a huge band that has a huge draw, and they're I guarantee their fans are Metallica fans too, just like Pantera. Sure. I, 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 they're one of the few acts that can still do an arena tour that yep. isn't from forty years ago. I get it. So yeah, no, I think it's look. I don't. I would if I. I just want to go to the one with Pantera, and I want to hear Enter Sandman. Can I? Can you make that happy? <laughs> happen. Right, right. Anyway, I get you. Yeah, I think that I think the I think the people that go to the Pantera one are going to get Enter Sandman. That's that's my prediction. <laughs> They'll package the perfect one. I'll uh, I'll go the opposite way. It's like oh, to yeah? entice you to go to the show you don't want. They're going to do a good mix of like I don't know, just pick their five must hear songs or whatever. Sure, you know, or at least that are most popular, and they're going to or we'll make it six, so it's an even three and three, and they're going to put three one night, three the next night. Which makes sense either way, but yeah, they're gonna. The biggest song is gonna be on the night that people dread the whatever. If one show is selling better than the other one, they're gonna put the the big hits on night the other one that's selling less. What you're looking at, yeah. All right, all right. I can see that too. Uh, what's your most hated the the what's your the song that is your biggest bathroom break song uh, for Metallica? The one that they actually play oh. all the time, and that you immediately want to be like, why a? I'd have are you to look at a set song? list, man. Really. Um, I have one that comes to mind. Go immediately. for it. What do you got? The memory remains. How that song has stayed in their set list for all these years. It, and it's na 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 na. That's a good one. Na 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 na. Woof. Do that again. Okay. Na 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 na. You see how much better it is? I love it. Well, it's been a while since we've talked. There's a lot to get caught up on. The Ticketmaster, I don't know, kerfuffle kind of reared its head again with Taylor Swift uh, announcing her stupid tour and people going out and buying tickets to it. Mm-hmm. And this finally got a lot of attention from news. I saw it on local news. I saw it on Good Morning America. I saw it on uh, the nightly news, you know, national media, stuff like that. But as is always the fucking course with this bullshit, the story isn't the story. They don't talk about how are they all these fees there? What are they for? Who is this money going to? Why does a $100 ticket have a $40 ticket, a collection of fees? And what do they all mean? No, the story, the way they all promote it was like, I want a Taylor Swift ticket. It took me four hours and I didn't get any. It's like showing videos of pissed off Taylor Swift fans on TikTok, you know, like bitching about, you know, not getting their tickets. They None of them 
dipped into it's like, and now Congress is going to get involved. Why? Yeah. Again, this is always how it goes. It's like you fuck over people. You fuck over single white men. You fuck over people of color. Nobody cares. You fuck over a bunch of white bitches in minivans. <laughs> fucking Congress is going to get involved. You know what yeah. I mean? Do, do, do you notice that that with that what you said that the story actually was the servers crashed. Yeah. Nobody could get. It was like uh, it was too much. You know, nothing. They, they, Ticketmaster they, said made nothing. any sense because no, what did they no, say? Like we're not going to sell the rest of the tickets because they 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 canceled the sale of the rest of the tickets. I'm like, what good does people want these tickets? What good is like? How is that a solution? You're not taking tickets back and start refunding money and starting over. What well, turns out, the spin was, turns out that 5 million people want to go to the shows versus 1 million. Yeah. So we can't satisfy that. That means I would have to tour until I'm 80. So we're just not going to do it. They report the story with no critical thought added. They go, so Ticketmaster basically wasn't prepared to sell more tickets than were available. That's not the fucking problem. That is supply yes. and demand. That is, if the, if you have 100 tickets and 200 people want it, guess what? 100 people are going to be on TikTok pissed off they didn't get tickets. That's right. It's simple math. Just add dates. Sell more tickets. If, if, if that's the only issue here... That's the solution. That one's fucking easy. But again, it's just they, they don't deal with this shit in, in, a, in a way that's actually going to do anything purposeful, which is no, let's I'll, stop yeah. turning ticketing into an empire and just it's a fucking cover charge. Uh, let's, I think we just go back to that. You fucking you pony up cash or, you know, your card, whatever, and they stamp your hand. And then you get to come in and out and have a cigarette, uh, and that's it. <laughs> Hold on, I want to make sure your 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 solution is a rubber stamp. <laughs> you know, we've been thinking about this, so we'd like to go to a rubber stamp solution. <laughs> Tell me, it wouldn't be a drastic improvement. It's <laughs> well, better than this. So I'll tell you one other thing that I thought was funny, too, is that, that this was brought to my attention. It came up on the, which is called water cooler talk, whatever you want to call it yeah. these days. Um, or or to, not these days, that's an old term. But the, but you hear it around <laughs> that like, hey, did you see that our local, whatever, our local representative, you know, makes a story on the local Denver shoot to like, we're fighting for your rights for, yeah. for Ticketmaster and stuff. I'm like, and like, people bring it up and I'm like, I'm like I just like. I'm not even going to engage in this conversation. It's all bullshit. But here's the pro here's the good thing. You know what people. they're really doing? They're going, I am not getting any of that kickback money from Ticketmaster, so I'm going to get yep. my name out in front and make sure that I get in line for that. There you go. So so it makes it look like you're 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 fighting. And you know, I was like, oh, this is all just going to go away. It's, it doesn't matter. They're just trying to make, make themselves look good like they're fighting for you. But here's the main thing. You know, the, the news outlets don't have critical thought. Fortunately, we're all critical here. <laughs> we're hundred percent. We're hundred percent critical, and we have some amount of thought. Yeah. So, 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 it, so, I have this uh, uh, newsletter that I subscribe to. Do you want me to segue to that? Well, you can Is that some... the article that you sent me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. For, set it up, man. Okay. So, the, I recommend everybody right now. You're going to hear it now. Don't get this confused because there's so many. Th the word hustle is used in so many different ways. There's John Lamro's podcast. Another new millennial term for yes. What we we used to call it. Second job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Side oh, hustle. Side hustle. It sounds like you're actually, fuck yeah, man. I'm fucking doing Hustling. shit. No, you're fucking. It's all about the hustle. You're doing a, you have a shitty job. 
is what a side hustle is. Anyway. Yes, you have you have a shitty job, so you have an additional shitty job to make up for the other shitty job. <laughs> they should just call it side shit. Yeah? Side hustle should is you know what side hustle is better than sounds better than God my life sucks. <laughs> God my life sucks and now I also drive for Uber. I, I get it. So but the main thing is is that you have uh, it's there's a there's an actual newsletter. It's really it's quick to the point. Hits all the the things you want to know out there for the most part. It's just called the hustle. Just look it up, the hustle newsletter, and that's where I, they did an in depth um, analysis of they had their readers contribute actual like receipts from concerts they've gone to and break things down, and they just wanted to know more because it wasn't it wasn't uh, like you just said your complaint about the news articles. So proceed. Well, yeah, it gets into the the whole e- economics and breaks down. The, how these fees are actually justified or put together the, the, that process. So, but it also gives kind of a historical background. So, I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, that I thought was very interesting. One of the very first uh, mass ticketing companies was Ticketron uh, in the early '70s. Now, at this time, ticketing was basically handled at the arena. Or yeah, I remember uh, my buddy getting Kiss tickets in 1979 or '80, whatever, for the Dynasty tour, and his right. mom had to drive up to Bloomington and buy the tickets at the. Um, at the box office there. Now, I believe around that same time, Dayton's, a local uh, department store, started selling them. And so JC could, Penny had tickets. But that was kind of getting into, well, that was still Ticketron. I think Ticketmaster came along a little bit later. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, but, yeah, the fees that were added on early on were about a quarter per ticket. And it was basically, the, well, let me see. I had it right here. It's, it was just basically a user fee. Uh uh, they called it a service charge. And then the arenas also would pay Ticketron, um, you know, t- to have their booth set up and have somebody there to sell tickets, that kind of thing. Yep. So it, it, it was basically just like hiring somebody to sell tickets. And it, the, the fees weren't exorbitant. I think the first tickets I ever bought were for the Crazy Nights Tour, and the, the service fee was a dollar each. And I remember at the time I was like, a buck? <laughs> Where's this go? The tickets were only $17. Yeah. Um, but then along comes the Ticketmaster, and they start seeing kind of a business opportunity here. Um, and uh, what happens, the big shift that they do is they start making exclusive deals and eventually turn into what we know them to be now. Instead of charging the venues to use their ticketing system, though, they offered to pay them with a cut of service charges, which meant I'll just add more of a service charge to the ticket. I'll pay you some. I'll give you some of that, kick back some to you, and then you only use me. And in exchange, yeah, it, that was that was the the trade off. You know, basically. Hold on. Are you telling me that the venues are making profit from this? Yeah, they're not the only ones. Hmm. Tell me more. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, seeing this shit happen, the promoters are like. Well, I want some of that. <laughs> mm. And years later, top-tier artists start going, we'd like some of that. Uh, okay. And that's kind of how Ticket Master got built, where everybody got a piece. Yep. And every time someone got a piece, nobody other's piece got smaller. So th- what they did, you know, it's kind of like when I said, like, if you, if there's more people that want tickets and tickets, then do another show. Ticketmaster took that mentality. They didn't just take one pie and make smaller slices. They cooked nope. another pie and then charged you and me for it. <laughs> right. So the pie keeps getting get, keeps getting more pies are made, yeah. but the people paying for them are us. Not, yeah. They're not, they're yeah. not making them smaller. 
And then, you know, from there it just turns into what we're dealing with now. And it's just... And I think the, the, the most interesting thing about this is when you get to the end, the, it's like it draws a, a pretty stark reality that, like, I don't know that more competition is going to change a fucking thing. It's nope. just going to be more people doing the exact same thing. Right. So, yeah, Ticketmaster yeah. would make less money, but everybody else would be the same. And I guess that's not enough of a win for me. I think this whole this whole system is just, you know, this is not free market. This is not... You know, this is just we can control everything. You're gonna you're gonna pay for it. It's kind of like but when your utility is, bill goes up. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Look for a different utility right. company? Right. But in this case too, the promoter in the in the modern age though is just Live Nation for the most part, or AEG. Yeah, or something I, like that. So the, the things the get a little confusing just, there because Live Nation and Ticketmaster are partnering up. But yeah, right. they are largely the promotion head of Ticketmaster. Right. And so we haven't saying, even got into the secondary yeah. market, which, you know, is not right. legal. But which, well, which, I don't know yes. that we even need to for this, this no. piece. But I, I no. did think it was funny. They actually have a name for tacking on fees after the, the transaction. Drip pricing strategy. Correct. You know, uh, yeah, take that, millennials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drip. That's what I, we have for my email campaigns. They're actually called drip campaigns. When you slowly give out the, the promo codes, mm-hmm. that's kind of the same idea. Is a, a, a sequence. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like now we're all attuned to, which I'm surprised the drip pricing model still works because I don't know about you, but I have what's called shopping cart abandonment, which, which is when, when shipping is added and different things are added at the end of any kind of mm-hmm. like buying a piece of thing, like I'm surprised this still works. You know what I mean? Like when you get to the end, you're like, motherfucker, this is different than what I thought when yeah. I started this journey. I do it all you the know, time, yeah. If, uh, right. Especially buying, I think the one thing that I, I buy online, when you go to like any uh, artist store and you're, you're, you're yeah. getting like some special oh, edition vinyl. Terrible. And then you yeah. get to the shipping, it's like, ah, do I really want it? I might find it at Cheapo. Yep. <laughs> uh, right. So... Yeah, yeah, get out of your house, do stuff, people. Uh, you don't have to do everything online. Anyway, uh, the quote from uh, the guy who, who founded Ticketmaster, I don't believe he's with them anymore, that I highlighted was, no one thought ticketing was a business. I thought it was a business. I'm not ashamed of that. And I'm like, shame on you. You, you made the world a worse place, man. Uh, but right. at least you got uh, fat out the backs of it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I remember it was uh, Weezer and Audio Slave. Tickets for there were two different shows, but they went on sale okay. Friday at four and Saturday at ten. So okay. Friday at four, I'm like refresh, 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 sold out. Had the exact same experience the next day trying to get tickets for Weezer, and I, I, in both cases within five minutes. This is like turn of the two thousands, like two thousand four or five. So legalized scalping wasn't everywhere. It wasn't legal. Like StubHub and Ticket King couldn't sell if they existed. They weren't in the, the Twin Cities here. It was still illegal in Minnesota. They were almost like hundreds of tickets were available on eBay with exact seat location. Have you ever fucking entered something in eBay? You know you can't. It takes fucking 20 minutes to put an item on for sale on eBay. So this yeah. is there's something going on. These tickets right. were, you know, sold to somebody before they ever went on sale. It clearly and I contacted uh, both two TV stations and uh, the two local papers. N- didn't get a, uh, a tick back. About a year later. Hannah Montana tickets had the same fucking problem. Guess what? It was on the fucking news then. But you know what? It wasn't pissing off some single white guy in Minneapolis who just right. wants to see Audio Slave. No. Yeah. 
No, nope. little Susie's dad found out, and mom, boy, you know she's at the PTA fucking firing off cookies at assholes. So she's, she's, you know, why can't my daughter get tickets to, yeah. it's like, yeah. And again, did they cover the actual issue? Like, why are these no. things available? How did, how did these become available illegally on a secondary market within minutes? Yeah. If there's a controversy with Hannah Montana or Teletubbies, yep. you know it's going to make the news. Yep. And basically, Taylor but, Swift is a Teletubby of modern music. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say, um, did you want to go into any more details here? You want me kind of to... You can, uh, yeah, whatever you want to chime in on there. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, British, in Britain, they venues, almost none of them have exclusive ticketing platforms. Uh and which, when companies don't try to gain exclusivity, they don't have to offer as large a cut to the of the fees, bringing down the overall amount in charge. So maybe getting away from exclusive deals would help a little bit. Um, and it says in this article anyway that British fans see about fifteen percent less in fees than we do. Yeah, so that's that's sizable when you're paying a hundred dollars a ticket. Oh yeah, and and it and it is interesting that you know, think about this though. Just step back because we're so used to this. But this means that there is that guy, whatever his name was. What's his name from Ticketmaster? Fred Rosen. So Fred Rosen, first off, just like the, the water boy, Fred Rosen is the devil or whatever like that. Like <laughs> Kathy Bates would say, this Fred Rosen character, think about what, a, what an evil genius he was. There was a time when a ticket was just a transaction for the event. And that, that was the money for the event. But he saw just the transfer of the ticket to this. Mm. A whole fucking business. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to me, I think the same thing we should do. If I'm going to be the the evil, the devil for podcasts, it, with apps, a lot of times you have this thing where it says it used to say free on apps, even if they would do in-app charges. Yeah. Now the word is get, and I'm not sure if it's if it's across the word for for uh, the the Google Play or whatever like that shop too. But get means it ain't free, but you can download it. So we should have a thing now. <laughs> where we get to, where we have a get, you get get to our show, and there's some fucking paywall that comes up, and we're talking about there's got to be something interesting, and to keep going, you got to pay the piper, motherfucker. Let's pay Ooh, it to keep we going. We ramp up, and we're just about to you tell you something up, really you're good. Like, and by the way, this is what really happened in Mick Mars. That, and then boom, fucking dollar bills come up. You want to keep going? Let's go. You what remember you that that cart abandonment you were just mentioning? I think we'd see yeah. this, we'd probably have a lot of. That. <laughs> I'll wait for this to come out in some other podcast that's that's, that's more. I don't know. Like someone would like, oh, I'm not paying that, and they just go on with their life. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That but probably. But one guy really wants to know what happened to to Mick Mars or to the uh, uh, <laughs> whatever it is. We'll make a couple of bucks. But that's as evil as that is. Is my point is that listen, it's either this or it's that. But that's my God. What, what I'm, I'm trying to think of other businesses, other businesses that we could turn into just the trans the part. Here, where you can make money, it's happening you know everywhere. I mean? I mean, on ATM fees, that's an easy one. Well, sure. Um, yeah. I yeah, paying I'm, to get your money was fine for a long time. Like we were just used to it. Yeah, now you can I, get around it. Well, there's, there's. I'm going to stand by what I've been saying. It's just a fucking ticket, and, and we need to start getting the focus on that. You shouldn't right. be able to do all these things. Just make it what it is, then, man. If it, if it's part of the actual cost, if you need this. Then just say this is what the ticket costs. I don't see why that's a problem. I know why they don't do it because 
yeah, you might abandon it the cart, but a lot of people are like, I just invested 10 minutes of my life to get this far. Am I really going to let 30 bucks, you know, stop me from going to this concert, you know? Uh, right. The whole, all that stuff. But if they saw that price ahead of time, they might not even get that far into it. Ah. Yeah. That's the logic there. The other thing is I would like to remind people in most arenas, stadiums, for the bigger shows that Ticketmaster does, the box office is still a thing. Take your credit card, take some cash, whatever. You go down there, you don't pay any fees typically. That used to be a thing here up to about a year ago when uh, I believe it was Access purchased seven of the main venues that I mentioned, like like Gothic. And now if you go to the box office, you still pay the fee. Hmm. Direct, right. directly there it's, I'm just saying it, it's happening all over the place it's a goddamn profit deal that's that's the end yeah and paperless tickets wasn't about convenience it was about profit 100% that's right it has yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's about control you know once it, I, I again if, if if it is such an invaluable investment it's fucking mine when I get it you shouldn't have any fucking say what I do with it period if this land of freedom and all this other stuff you know but anyway Enough on I'll that. Just end it with, I'll just end it with this. All I want is just lie to me. Lie to me. Just tell me the ticket is $135. That's all I want to know. That's it. Do your back-end deals behind it, it, exactly how they were before. You know? Yeah, why does it have to be so, so shady? Just charge this money and split it up how you want. Yeah, do no, it no, it's got to be this fee, 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 fee. Nope. None of these Nobody things are that. real. see the video footage of Billy Corgan eating chips and dip during the drum solo? No, but I hope we uh, you do some kind of mashup with you know who. <laughs> well, it is literally what you would think. It's like okay. I saw the blabbermouth headline, but then I watched. I was like, well, how? Like, he's the kind of to the side of the drum set. He's leaned up against his guitar amp. He's got some chips and some dip, and he's just it's sitting there during the drum solo, right? Yeah. He's just eating, eating a snack. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, hey, okay. 
Got to get a little more energy for the second half of the show. But uh, Does he use guac, too, or just salsa? Uh, I couldn't tell what kind of dip it was. It was not that well lit. Uh, I'm okay. going to go with uh, um, uh, Hell of a Good is my favorite dip. Uh, so Hell of a Good, and it was probably the bacon horseradish with uh, Ooh, wow Ooh. with some ripple chips. Jesus Christ. All right. I just like I would have I would have respect for him if he uses uh, he gets some some guac on there and then he dips it also in some some nice red, uh, you know, uh, smoky salsa. I think that's a good that good com- combo. Don't you think yeah. it's more likely it's just that truck stop stuff? It's like a bag of Tostitos and that Tostitos cheese dip. <laughs> I think he has something else in his rider. He's yeah. probably one of those dicks that has particular type of dip. Can you imagine if that's in his rider, though? Need chips and dip for dr- drum solo? <laughs> that's part of his thing. Yeah. Does he have a guy whose job it is to have him out there and ready? Uh, I need this on the fucking amp. Well, you don't want over it here. during the show because the amp will warm it up and ruin it. You know oh, what I mean? So you got to have a guy yeah. that brings it out there at the right time. Mm, uh, good and point, then takes see? it away. Like, oh, snacky time. Uh, Musician. Tip. Man, there Don't is. Don't put the dip. Yeah. Go ahead. Nothing more old man <laughs> than seeing what? Than that. I mean, it's like, well, you know, we're not in 1993 anymore. Billy Corgan is eating chips and dip on fucking stage during a jump solo. So I haven't seen the video. Is it to the side where maybe you couldn't see him, or is he just like, fuck it, you're just going to watch me eat? If you didn't pay attention, if you were watching the drum solo, you probably wouldn't notice him. Right. But. Yeah, you can clearly see him. I mean, it's it's not the greatest video. It's zoomed in, so it's a little grainy and stuff. But I don't think I've ever seen any musician have a snack on stage before. <laughs> That's what I'm like, getting at. This is like awesome. I've, and obviously, we see him drink, but I don't think I've ever seen any food being consumed on stage yeah. by anybody. Right? Uh, yeah, it seems I mean, like a bad idea. I mean, the only food on stage I've seen during any performance is Gallagher, and that was great. And now, it was it, all watermelons. It triggered me a little bit too because I have this thing about eating around like every rehearsal place I've ever had has been gross. Hmm. Most stages okay. that we've played on, you know, they, they don't smell great. They're kind of gnarly. And the idea of have eating in that environment just, it makes my, it makes me, I, I already feel like every inch of me is covered in some layer of gunk. Uh, just being around that stuff. Uh, like the, the treble uh, got a micro treble worked at target when, when he joined the band and yeah. they had a microwave on clearance, and with his Target employee discount, it was like $4. So he brought it to practice, and I lost my shit. And you should have seen the look on his face, because he had, <laughs> he had no idea. And this was really more my deal than him, you know what I mean? It's like... It's like, like, like everything. Yes, yes. This is, this is 100% my bullshit. Um, <laughs> but I, I did not... I was like, you, you're not fucking... Because, you know, God damn it, I, I, Shags would fucking get Wendy's and eat down there. Anyway, Ew. so I... I I just couldn't do it. I hear you, but but I'm just trying to imagine like, imagine you're at that that uh, that Smashing Pumpkins concert, and he's like, "The world is a vampire," and you're in the front stage, and you just see a piece of cilantro like stuck <laughs> in his mother's teeth, and or a little bit of a little bit a little guac in the quarter of his of his mouth, a little piece of chip that was stuck in his teeth comes <laughs> yeah, that's out. What I mean. Like a yeah, sit world to is a vampire. Drain. He's like just ugh. Just little, little little spray of chips come out at you. I want him to like, up his game up though. Like next time, like have like some buffalo wings. <laughs> he's doing <laughs> hot ones on the side. Celery and he got it's just all over his face. <laughs> Maybe there's a snacking solo. 
in, oh, the, in the uh, Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> routine now. But I'm just trying to think of like like Billy Corgan's version of like uh, Gene Simmons. You're just getting sprayed by chips and yeah, salsa on the front. <laughs> front, yeah. Gross. You go to the meet and greet and he just smells like garlic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Horseradish this garlic, time, huh? Garlic and onion. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> now, does this make you more or less likely to buy tickets to their upcoming tour? Man, I think I'm going now because I was like almost on the fence. They, oh, they're by the way, Smashing Pumpkins and Jan's Addiction was a Groupon concert, just like yep. Sammy Hagar. That was here too. Was it here too? Yep. Okay, so they definitely. It seemed like it, it made sense for that that pairing. I almost went because I was I like went fucking too. twenty bucks or something like that. But yeah, and it I'm was, like, it was, I got to go park and it's on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like thirty bucks for decent lower tier yeah, seats, it was, and I was like, was, I was like, well, I. I've seen Jane's Addiction and I've seen I've actually seen both and both of them put on good shows. So I'm like, yeah, that Jane's Addiction doesn't do much for me. And is I know Navarro it's not a, in the, with them now, or is he? Oh, somebody's I, not there. It might be the bass player though. Really? I would think that Navarro has to be there. But anyway, uh, that's interesting. That was I thought maybe it was just our market, but I guess it was a Groupon all the way for that show. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how that works because I saw the same thing with the Sammy show. Um, hmm. What was okay. the, You know what? The last time the Smashing Pumpkins came through, it was a Groupon ticket. Wow. Yeah. All right. So they're Groupon bands now. And no shame. Yeah, and There's it, some it, shame. Some shame. Just a couple <laughs> years from the AARP circuit. That's what I mean. Uh, I got nothing else on that. Okay. Uh, well, do you got any... Con- uh, there's some conspiracy theories about what's going on with Mick Mars, and plus it has oh. now spilled over into more lip-syncing controversy. You know, we, we saw that video where it looked like Tommy wasn't quite synced up with the audio. And and then he kind of caught up, and then right. now we're you know leading like maybe Tommy's not actually playing live like he's playing but you're not hearing him because he's just everything's a fucking track, and now there's there's rumors that Mick hasn't actually been playing like all this stuff is coming out now all these things are in speculation we haven't heard anything from Mick Mars since the announcement that he was leaving Motley Crue, John right. Karabi thinks he was forced out. <laughs> Uh, that, now, he makes it clear that's just his speculation based on what he knows, but he's like, Mick hasn't really played on anything since 95. Um, so In the studio, you mean? Yes. So, And how long have we heard about Mick's you know, solo album? Uh, he started working on that before the, the end tour. Right. And there's um, been some stuff... Uh, leaked from that. I mean, I think legit leaked for a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like with yeah, it would have been on vocals. I thought uh, Nikki put a kibosh on Karabi being on that, saying because they had the arrangement that they wouldn't work with former um, crew members. Oh, that I didn't know. I okay, know I heard something leaked, but it didn't have any vocals on it. Was that what it was? Okay. It'd been, it's been a while. But yeah, no, we're talking six, seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about like that, I mean, that that's that's been um, out there for a bit where it's basically... Um, DJ Ashba on like we I think it was I don't know if it was at the time when we did our of a Los Angeles ep or or right after but it was like we were speculating that right no I think I don't know that we got into it on that episode but we it's I think I thought it was basically common knowledge at this point that Ashba played on most of that yeah like I think we were saying that basically this is a 6 a.m album with yes that that you you definitely made that point okay <laughs> okay but but anyway so so that part doesn't really surprise me that much but i mean we can always make jokes about me being a rock and roll detective and whatnot but i think that when i'm when i've seen motley from 
I don't know, 2005 forward, that whenever Mick is playing his solos, it seems legit to me that he's playing the fucking solo. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I know I they have tons of tracks. I didn't question when I saw him on the, on the end tour. Um, yeah. But, you that's know, the part that I seemed like if I'm just always, assuming always, it, always maybe I'm rock. accepting it. You know what I mean? I mean, right. how bad would it be? If the only thing you're hearing live is Vince. <laughs> oh my God. Good point. Like if, like I've said before, if anybody needs a lip sync, that's that motherfucker. hundred yeah. percent on board. That was damn near the, the, the mission statement of this podcast. When we started, yeah. you, you've been hammering right. that point. Vince, you wanted a Vince hologram. <laughs> I, want a Vince, I want a Vince hologram and I want, I want tracks for that guy. Everybody. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be terrible. I don't think that Nick, I guess just the paycheck, like, I would th- nah. He just seems like I got. I, I on the albums, I can see that. But as far as live, I think it's him playing. I would have to see some up close, like undercover YouTube videos or whatever, to convince me that he's not really playing. I honestly. I I did re- re- uh, recall noticing that Nikki would stop playing and you'd stop hearing bass, like like he had to move and and inconveniently stop during a song. And so for like a couple measures, there was no bass. You know, he just you know dropped a pick or you know some something happened where, just in a live moment, you're you're gonna miss a few notes here and there. All right, especially if you're Nikki. But <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, so I, I I guess I, I I'm kind of leaning with you. Like I said, right now it's all just speculation. I think largely hyped up because that's what we do now. Um, yeah. And and you know Mick is a, a troll. He's not gonna come out of the cave and say anything. So. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my speculation is I'm not sure if he's ever going to make a statement. He did cut, like come uh, legit about a decade ago on Eddie Trunk. I don't know if you remember that. It was actually before we started the show where he all of a sudden he was like, yep, we're playing to a lot of tracks on stage. Like, and he was like, whoa, I got a scoop. It was like in 2013 or 14. Mm, I don't recall that. Wow. Yeah, it's a good, if you go back and listen to it, the, the, he just like basically, and then after that, he hasn't said fucking shit because I think he got like <laughs> bitch slapped by by the rest of the guys to, because he's he was actually complaining like, I don't like the fact that we have all this extra stuff on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, uh, but, but it's I, part I thought of it was thing. odd at the time where Eddie talked about seeing Aerosmith and said, and you're hearing, everything you're hearing is being performed on stage. These guys bring it every night. Something like that. And Nikki Six mm-hmm. had to chime in like, oh, you sound like an old man. Get off my lawn. And I'm like, well, now, Nikki, you sound like a guy who uses an awful lot of backing tracks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very defensive. Yeah. You got you, you were defensive. You're, you're defensive about Eddie praising another band for not yeah. doing something that you're apparently doing. I just seems, you know, he tipped his yeah, hand. And, that's, and talk about like uh, just, a, just a quick thing on that because it's, I mean, everything we're talking about because we haven't connected is kind of old. Um, but, but it's somewhat more recent is how bad does it suck? Drugs are a motherfucker. I mean, there's no way that just Steven Tyler's just quote sick, you know, he's, <laughs> well, he's you know, fucking all ancient. These, he's eight. I'm saying he's, well, yeah, ancient, he did, but, he did have a relapse. That was, he have a relapse and, and I, I think he's back on the, whatever drugs and everything like that. Like the fact that they had a whole fucking residency in like half of, I don't, did they even play one show? I don't remember that. I remember him bowing well, I out I think so times. because I believe that was where Eddie Trunk saw him. I don't know if you okay. heard. He has a, a a place out in Vegas now. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Love Blackie it. Lawless has admitted to using backing tracks on this last tour. Sure. Uh, I yeah. know when I watched uh, cell phone voted, and again, I always say that because that that you can only deduce so much, I think. But to me, it sounded like every note of the old songs 
was him singing to a backing track. At least like on Fuck Like a Beast and uh, I want to say the Hellion, but... It, so I think it's more than backing tracks. I think these guys are now feeling like, hey, you know what? People won't investigate as hard if I admit to using you know, just a little, just a little bit. So, and yeah, that guy, my God, he is so fucking full of shit. Uh, and, and by the way, Wasp comes to this, this area. I'm gonna try to go. Uh, so I hope they do kind of reamp that up. That did look like a fun show, even though I'm just about to shred the guy. Uh, he would do these meet and greets, and and uh, as one of the. Uh, things you got you got to ask blackie a question and this guy is so fucking full of shit he name drops people he is not in any like you never hear him talk about like well i remember one time i was uh at the whiskey and Jenny lane came in yeah you know what i mean it's it's uh it's always like i was i got to be friends with, with muhammad <clears throat> ali and muhammad and i talked a lot about religion and muhammad said something to me one time we were in breakfast one morning and he said, we got into the whole faith thing. And he says, he believed that God was like an ocean. And there was many rivers that went to God. Now, I've since discovered that's what's called universalism. I personally don't subscribe to that. Well, Muhammad Ali and I would, would talk for hours. <laughs> like, no, you never fucking... I was working with Pearl Jam, and no, you, no, you weren't. You know, it's always this. What was the one I just saw? It was, it was just fucking ridiculous. But, you know, it's like playing basketball with Michael Jordan. You know, it's just, God damn it, man! How you're, you're, you're Blackie Lawless of Wasp. You probably mm-hmm. hung out with Janie Lane. I don't think he had in-depth talks, hour-long conversations with Muhammad Ali about religion. Yeah, the conversation he had with Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali said, "Move." <laughs> oh, God. oh, you Not know what it was? Uh, it was, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, I just had it. Uh, there was someone like Bono sharing his thoughts on the song Fuck Like a Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that being a great conversation. Uh, just get. Yeah. You can hear a lot in, in, uh, in the track It's a Beautiful Day. You can hear a lot of Fuck Like a Beast. Yeah. If you it was, I don't know, the whole thing is ridiculous, but... Yes, yes. All right. But but going back to the McMars thing, um, the uh, so was he forced out or did he decide, I just don't want to, want to go? The thing about it is that without this happening, we would not have all these videos of John 5 uh, playing along <laughs> to every single Motley Crue track that's ever been yeah. <laughs> been released on, on a YouTube video. Uh, Motley right? Mondays. Yeah, Motley Monday. Here I am practicing, making you know, sure I'm ready to go. Matt Porter made a a comment that I thought made a very solid point, even though he was just joking around. He's like, "You got to do something, man. Make a, a, a like a gnarly face, or you're making it look too easy." Yeah, it's like for John Five, this is like the equivalent of like cutting butter with a hot knife. <laughs> it, it, he looks bored as shit. You know, it's and look, he he can play this stuff, of course, but it's not. I don't know. I thought I, I'm I'm sticking with it. I don't think he was the great. Look, he's a name, and it makes Nikki feel like he's still hip and cool, and that's really sure. all Nikki cares about. Yeah. Um, you know, wearing the same shoes that the 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 the, the kids are wearing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Out on his uh, where does he live? Wyoming, Wyoming ranch. Who? Nikki. Nikki. Yeah, oh, he's in Wyoming. All right, something like I that. Yeah. Has a oh, ranch. Wow. Yeah. Jackson Hole. Nice area. Yeah. Why not? Here I am. Nikki Six, go into the skeet range. <laughs> Shoot some skeet. <laughs> Shoot some skeet. Ride some horses. 
Make sure my wig's on tight. Good to go. Oh, you think it's a wig? What do you mean, I think? Of course it's a wig. Uh, all those, well, at least the stage version. All of those guys have to have that at that point. I don't think old Vince's hair looks real. It looks like shit, but... It, all right. I, if, out of that group, I would I would say uh, Mick probably has a wig. The other ones don't. Okay. we got well did you happen to listen to uh gene on bill maher bill maher has a podcast where bill gets hammered and mm-hmm. his guest does too uh so did you did you catch this one i can tell you this much i did not like bill maher before and this confirms why i've always not liked <laughs> bill maher he had fucking has now listen the conversation with gene is is uh, i want you to go into it but i'll just give you an example he has comedians on there and somehow makes them unfunny because he, he, uh, he's equivalent of, of when I talk or, or sing, when you're singing, he, he had Kevin Nealon, which is, an, I think, an underrated comedian uh, overall. Great guest, funny as fuck on, on Saturday Night Live. He, it was unbearable. I can't think of more. So that's my whole thing. I can't listen. I've listened to about half of that one because I just can't stand Bill Maher. That's it. I'm neutral on him. He's uh, he's not my least favorite or favorite, but that's uh, fine. Yeah, but it's very rare when an excellent interviewer can actually like if you were actually turning somebody off to to that point where you can't listen and it's a guest you want to listen to. That's that's my point. As I've I, seen them do, do the, I've seen these same people do the rounds, and I'm like, I can't take it with this guy. I, I it kind of reminds me of when we would do like a second or a third episode on on a Friday night when we're drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, he comes off a little too boozed up. Yes. Um, and that, my joke was, is Bill not going to drink or is Gene going to drink? Because I'd only listened to a couple episodes and both Bill and the guests were drinking. And mm. the answer was Bill drinks, Gene doesn't. Uh, and Gene, Shocker. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a, an okay interview, but uh, I don't know. There was a lot of things where, you know, Bill Maher is the perfect guy to interview someone like Gene from Gene's perspective. He knows enough about him to have a conversation, but also doesn't know enough of the details to get call him on his bullshit. So, and right. that's kind of why it came off. So I, I would actually recommend the, uh, the Dean Del Rey one over this. You know, I was just going to say that. So, um, actually, but yeah, so there wasn't much there. Uh, 
<laughs> so that's your that's your. Yeah, you that much well, we got, a, we got a few quick hitters we can get through here. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brett Michaels announced a huge tour. I don't see how the fuck he is the headliner on this thing, but it's called Party Gras. So, uh, and maybe we can start using is that, that. Is that a is that a dad joke? No, that, that would be a pun. Yeah, uh, but it would be it would classify for what call is is called the dad joke nowadays. Uh, sure. Thanks for the callback. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to be doing TikTok, Instagram videos where he's just randomly doing something and then going to insert something a promotion about Party Gras. Weekly, maybe we can start including that into the show. Kind of like we, we gave the uh, the ticketing updates on the the whole uh, uh, Def Leppard to- Motley tour. When you buy that Brett Michaels meet and greet VIP experience for the party grawl, you know what you get? A big hug, a big welcome. You get a handshake. You're gonna get beads, bandanas, guitar picks, stickers. We're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff in there so you have an awesome time. And most important is. Once you buy that, I get a chance to say hello before the show, and this is what matters to me. I want you to be able to sit wherever you want, so all you got to do is pick up your ticket to sit where you want, and then you buy that meet and greet separately and come back, and we get to rock. Brett Michaels will be like, yeah, I'm just stopping here getting gas for the old Brett Mobile, getting all fired <laughs> up for party, uh, <laughs> Does it? Is he going to advertise a cool, is he going to be an influencer, like a cooler? Yeah, That's he's gonna. Have, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like, yeah. I'm, when I'm heading to Party Gras, I make sure oh. I have my my bongo thermos. Uh, yeah. So I sure am thirsty. What could quench that? Come on. Just out he's here supporting the troops with the the firemen and Party Gras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so America, USA troops, Party Gras. Uh, so yeah, what's the lineup? Uh, Night Ranger. Uh-huh. Brett. Ranger Danger. Yeah, I should probably should have had this handy. <laughs> what else? Uh, you go. What? The, what, what I don't it? know what it is. is it's right. a, it's, I think, is that one? Is it? Is it Night Ranger or is it uh, Aria Speedwagon? Oh, I the think, same, yeah, right? yeah, I'm actually just pulling it up here. Uh, <laughs> let's give the listeners the, the full treatment here. Party Garage 2023, thankfully not coming to anywhere near me. Um, me? Let's, is it coming yeah, to me? Yeah, let's see what we got here for uh, Colorado date. Oh, nothing for you either, man. Um, wow. Unless you head back to Indiana. Uh, you, are you familiar with a town called Noblesville? I am. It's right outside of Indianapolis. All right. There you go. He's going to be there oh, at the, 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 the Music Center. A lot of amphitheaters yeah. I'm yep. seeing. Yep. All right. Uh, but yet, where am I? I'm, I'm going. I'm on the main page, and I do not see a lineup. <laughs> That's the VIP package. Uh, I can buy that, but for who? Um, oh, we should we should see what the VIP package is. All right, come on, man. Where's the? F- Seriously, I'm on the Party Gras website, and I'm having a hard time finding the list of actually who's on the fucking thing. Well, that actually dissuades people from purchasing then. Well, right? Yeah, when you find out what you're getting, it's like ah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's fucking party gras? like Sounds Instagram fun. links. Maybe you think you're gonna see Jimmy Buffett. Something like that. Yeah, you, you click the the button. All of a sudden, you're seeing Brett Michaels. You go to the about page about Brett Michaels. No, I want to. What the fuck, man? It's Party Girl 2023. Here, I, I I'll try in my end too. This would yeah. be fun for the for the listener at home. Yeah. Now, I, at first <laughs> I was thinking I'm going to edit this out, but now I'm going through it. Uh, yeah, this is this is bullshit. What the hell? This guy. Here we go. I got an article instead. Okay. I'm, not, I'm on Brett Michaels. I'm at BrettMichaels.com. Uh, so Brett Michaels created, creates. Oh, I'm on well, hold on. Hold on. I've got 
Jefferson Starship singing all their hits, Night Ranger, all their hits, Steve Ajari, formerly a Journey, singing all those hits on stage with me, Mark McGrath, all of his hits from Sugar Ray on stage with me, the ultimate summer hot mess, hot party, hot mashup. It's going to be great. Check it out. LiveNation.com. Check out the tickets. Party Gras. He creates and announces 2023 Party Gras Tour, a celebration of fans, bands, music, and an all-killer, no-filler night of hit songs with special guests Night Ranger and Jefferson Starship. <laughs> special appearances by Steve, Steve, no joke, oh, and Mark McGrath, <laughs> <laughs> plus surprise guests and celebrity friends. So you know you're at least going to get Mark McGrath. Who's Steve? Steve Agari. He's from oh, Germany. Oh, Steve Agari. Okay. Yeah, he was the... Uh, he was between um, Steve Perry and the Filipino guy. Oh, okay. So you're going to get some Journey songs, Night Ranger, Jefferson Starship, and for some reason, Brett Michaels, Headliner. Yeah, Boom. what the hell? What a weird package, too. Like, I'm not even sure who this is geared for. Uh, I, I, I mean, you couldn't drag me to this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you got, so you got basically Sugar Ray. Journey, Night Ranger, Starship, and Brett Michaels. And, and I love the Journey inclusion, too. It reminds me of all those, like, uh, you know, tribute CDs that would have, like, featuring performances by members of KISS. And when we say members of KISS, we're not talking Gene and Paul, Ace Frehley, or Peter We're Price. talking about Bruce Kulick. Eric Singer, you know? It's like, you know, yeah, members Singer, of yeah, Black yeah. Sabbath. Eric Singer yeah. covers both. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, Steve Aguirre, a replacement singer who had no original music with Journey, at least that you know, uh, is going to be performing songs he had no part of. You know, but, you know. uh, it's okay. Don't they hit? Don't stop believing it. At 3.30 in the afternoon, you're good to go. Right? Yeah, fair enough. You know what? I, it's not like he's the main draw. Just so, just a little more entertainment, and I'm sure it's going to be fine if you like Journey. Sure. Yeah. He was a good yeah, this Steve is a, Perry clone. It is a very odd uh, lineup. But uh, yeah, that that should do. Now, if if you want to, can I just do a prediction? Yeah. Groupon concert, one hundred percent on this one. Watch your for your watch your Groupon uh, uh, updates. I don't, I don't think the Ticketmaster is actually allowed to sell this. Live Nation has automatically given this to Groupon. Now, he does keep it tight on the VIP packages. Only two are available. There's a standard oh. VIP and an ultimate fan package VIP. Okay. Uh, yeah. And with very little details, um, you'll get your photo taken with Brett as well as a merchandise package. Uh, mm-hmm. And, the, two, and the, the ultimate fan package is 1100 bucks a person with side of the stage viewing of the show, which other than being okay. close, isn't that great. It's one of the worst. It's worth sounding. And, you know, I so agree. Maybe if Brett comes over and, and, and shimmy shakes and high fives you or something like that, scoopity bops sure. over to you, that would be worth it. But then the standard VIP, it sounds like you just get that free shit and a, uh, a meet and greet. So, Sure. 600 bucks for that. Is Brett Michaels worth 600 bucks to meet? I mean, don't you think you could, you could probably run into him at Costco if you're right there at the right time? <laughs> <laughs> at least at Costco, you get free snacks. Yeah. yeah. Maybe buy him you know? a hot dog. He's behind. I'd like to see Brett Michaels a meet and greet, and he's offering you a small hot dog on a stick. <laughs> he's got the you little smokies in a crock pot. He's Help got yourself. Like three or Toothpicks four. Are right these, there. These right here. I really recommend this one over here. <laughs> well, now, do, does the, the VIP package come with a Costco membership? Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. I would you like to see that one day, like, let's think, uh, the people at Costco, if one of them is Brett Michaels with a smoky, smoky, uh, 
little Smokies. And then you got, you got uh, obviously, Jeff Tate offering the, his wine over here in, in the next stand. In a box. Gene, uh, in a box. Okay, mm-hmm. in a box. He's got the Insania in a box for yeah. the Costco because you always want the bigger quantities yeah. at Costco. <laughs> yeah. you know? So they got that. What do you, what's Gene selling? He's still got his, 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 his uh, diet uh, flavored soda. Vo- or, and the vault, all the unsold yeah, vaults. Yeah, he's got the unsold vaults. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and what was the big kiss book? The big huge kiss oh, book. Oh, monster! Put out, like the monster, the monster book. He's yeah. got that. He's basically got his storage locker there. Who's some other shillers that could yeah. be out there too at Costco? I, I want to switch example. gears here a little bit. I think I, I might have stumbled onto something though. What's that? Look at the age group of 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 the people that are going to be going to these kind of shows, and a lot of shows like this. You know, the Monsters yeah. of Rock Cruise would be a, another example. Uh, right. As far as the age is very similar. These are a lot of people that could use a Costco membership. Uh, I think so. So I think you start including Costco memberships in part of your VIP packages, and you might sell a few more. Yeah, you see that, and you're like, I wasn't going to go to Party Girl, but it does include a free year of Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many? Like you, you, you switch phone services because you get a free year of HBO right? Max. Or... Or why not just start selling those the Monsters of Rock Cruise and the and, and Party Gras at Costco? What if there's a little stand right there? Yeah, a little Party I mean, Gras stand. That's, I think that's the demographic too. Is Costco that age? You know. You yeah. Older, well, you would definitely parents. move tickets at Costco. You have you're, it like on a bulk. Have it like on the, on the kiosk on the way out. One of those last minute impulse buys. Honey, should we get yeah. Party Gras? I have a jumbo thing of M and M's, and I'm also got a ten pack of Party Gras. And you're ready to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm ready to go. Just hanging there, right by the cat. You're you're waiting for the person in front of you to to finish, you know, bringing up their eight hundred items, and you're like staring at the party gras. I'm gonna get some party gras. <laughs> it's, it's it's five five o'clock on a Sunday. You're half buzzed from watching a couple NFL games. You know, you didn't, you're on the checkout line. Why like, not? That's when I go to Costco. Exactly. All right, I'm on the right level of drunk for Costco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I think that this is a whole. This is the whole thing. <laughs> Costco should get into the ticketing business. There you Jesus go. Christ. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the super show. Getting 2023 kicked off with a bang. You want to get out of here? Bang, baby. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, good to be talking to you again. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, late November, I believe. So yes. happy new year, my friend. Happy new year to you as well. Wax not dead. It's included with your Costco membership. Thank you for being a friend.
metric system is superior. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking quartz. Yeah. yeah and and uh, I think it'd be easier for people that struggle with fractions to learn, too. Oh, everything. Um, uh, I think fractions are kind of fun, but uh, I, uh, it's amazing when you talk to somebody that doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically the two most horrible things that, that we've done as Americans is one killed all the native Americans and two are, our, our, our measuring system. Where does slavery fall? Third.